Well, we want to welcome everyone to Murrayville Baptist Church. We appreciate all of you coming back on the spur of the moment like you have and looking forward to what the Lord's going to do with us tonight. Let's all stand and we'll open in prayer. And I'm going to ask Brother Dr. Ron Bagley, if he will, to lead us in prayer tonight. Amen. Remain standing. We're going to get the premier song leader up here to lead us tonight. I don't know about that. First song we're going to sing is 312, Sweet Hour Prayer. Before we sing, I've heard it said before, I think I said it last time, maybe I did a devotion or something. One of our, I guess, greatest enemies, not really enemies, one of our greatest problems at a Christian is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. You know, it's good to have uh, somewhere we can go, someone we can talk to. Yeah. The, uh, the world we live in, the problems people have, it's pretty crazy if you think about all the problems we have. But uh, I know we got a God that uh, he's greater in all our problems. He knows the beginning from the end. He's still in control. If uh, anybody needs to come pray during the song, go ahead. I don't think Brother John would mind. Uh, we'll start verse number one.
do remain standing, we're going to sing page 117. It says, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. two picked out. I think we're just going to do one more. Page uh, 165. Sorry, y'all. Think growing up in church, I know the words to all these. I feel still like I mess up every time I sing them. Okay, 165.
that brother Josh, amen. Jessica, oh yeah, come on, Jess. Let me make some announcements while she's coming up to sing for us tonight. Uh, don't forget that our vacation Bible school has been set back a couple of weeks, and and uh, be in much prayer for Brother Mike and Miss Teresa, and that God would be with them and, and our church, that God would touch all of us, and the vacation Bible school that's coming up. Um, Again, if any of you hold a position in the church and you're maybe wanting to give that up, please let me know tonight, and uh, and we'll try to get that filled. I will mention to you that we need someone to take over the next, the Happy Pilgrims, and uh, if you are interested in that that uh, ministry, please let me know, and uh, you'll you'll be able to spend about. According to Terry Ransom, you'd be able to spend about $5,000 a month and something like that. And, uh, but, uh, but if you are interested in the Happy Pilgrims ministry, please let me know. Uh, Brother Jeff and Miss Tammy's going to need to give it up, so we do need to fill that position. So please keep that in mind. Thank you. 
sing that song. Love that song. Amen. Brother John, you got anything you can sing for us tonight? Come on. sing had it not been preacher's been preaching several services and this song right here really ties into all the ministry that he's been preaching to us about the crucifixion about what Christ went through for us let's think about it had it not been for him where in the world I tell you where we'd be straight down but you just pray for us Calvary, 
And had it not been for the old rugged cross Had it not been for the man that we call Jesus Then forever my soul Brother Clay is going to bring us a message from the Lord tonight. Come on, Brother Clay. Good evening. Uh, it's good to see everybody here this evening. Uh, tonight's thought is going to come out of Matthew chapter 20. Uh, it's a pretty familiar parable. Uh, I think we've all probably heard it before. Um, I could sit up here and tell you all that I'm nervous and really anxious about this evening, but that would be a lie. I'm, I'm around the people that, that love me and that I love, and uh, I got y'all. I know that if I, if I mess something up, y'all aren't going to judge me too bad. Oh, I need to turn my microphone on. I'm already messing up. Uh, is that, can you hear me now? I'm better? Okay. Uh, but even more so, I've got Jesus with me, and uh, I can't can't tell you how good of a feeling that is just to know that that I've got Jesus and he saved me and uh, one day I'm going to go be with him one day and I'm, I'm I, it's, it's it's a joy that that you just can't can't even put into words uh, but I'll go ahead and start in uh, Matthew chapter 20 um, we'll start in verse 1 for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which went out early into the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here the, the day idle? They said unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He hath said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, that, that shall ye receive. So when, when even had come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that they were hired, about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, but thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden of the heat of the day." But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? 
Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thine evil eye because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first shall be last. For many be called but few chosen. Let us pray. Lord, as I come to you tonight, I just ask your blessing on this service. Lord, I just ask that you give me the words that, that you want me to say. Not the words that I want to say, Lord, but the words that you want me to say. Lord, I just ask that you, you bless the people that are here with us this evening. Lord, I just ask that you hide, hide me behind you this evening. Just use me to speak the words that, that these people need to hear. Lord, I'm so grateful for all the blessings that you give us. So unworthy of all the blessings that you give us. But Lord, I so, sure do love you. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this is a parable, and I am so thankful for parables because the Lord had a way to dumb things down for people like me. I'm not the smartest man in the world, uh, and I know looking out there at y'all, some of y'all aren't either. Uh, <laughs> but a parable is just a way for us to, to understand a mind that's so complex like the Lord's, um, it's just a way for us to really understand uh, the message that he's trying to get across. And just grateful for, that he was able to do this. That way I could understand the Bible better. But if we look at the very beginning of verse 20, it says, for the kingdom of heaven is like. For the kingdom of heaven is like, that's saying, Jesus is saying that this is what heaven is like. This parable is the way that God views things. This is, this is God's way this is the way that he views things. So verse 20 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into the vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. So, so this, this man who owned the vineyard, he went out and he found him some laborers, and they agreed on a wage. They agreed for them to work for a penny a day, which doesn't seem like enough money. I researched it just a little bit. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for this this evening, but I researched just a little bit on this, and, a, and, and this is about what wages one family could live off of for one day. So these workers were saying, hey, we're going to work for what we could take care of our family for for one day. Now, we'll have to work again tomorrow, but we can take care of our family for what we get paid with for that day. So, so this man was given those workers all they needed for that day to take care of their family. Uh, and he went out the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. So, so this man from the vineyard that, that owned the vineyard, he went out, uh, he, he got him some workers that to start the morning off. At six o'clock in the morning, he's got him some guys, put them to work. So he goes back three hours later to the marketplace and he finds him more guys. He goes back six hours later, then nine hours later, then 11 hours later, so it says the 11th hour, he found more workers to come and work for him. Um, but generally, the, the days that they worked were about 12 hours long. So when the 12th hour came around, it was time, to, time for everybody to be paid. It was time to hand out wages to everybody. So the, the owner of the vineyard went to his, um, I believe he called him his steward, uh, but we'll say it's, it's his boss of the vineyard, his, his superintendent. If you, if you have the superintendent of the vineyard and um, went to him and says, I want you to bring everybody in. It's, it's time for everybody to get paid for their, for their day's wages. So they brought him in. He says, I want you to pay the last guy that came out here first 
and we'll pay the first guy last. So he set them all down, and the last guy came up. Now, given the last guy had only worked for one hour, he'd all, that's all he'd done is just work for one hour. So he came up there, and he gave him, gave him his penny, and the next one gave him his penny. Well, if I'm seeing that guy getting a penny, and I was one of the first ones out there, I'm rubbing my hands together thinking, oh, boy, I'm, if he's giving him a penny, I've worked you know, three, four, 12 times as much as this guy did. This guy is going to, he's going to have my pockets jingling when I come out of here. So he gave him the penny. And then the guys who were hired on the ninth hour, they got the penny. And then the sixth hour, the third hour, and then the guys who started the day. Well, it says here that, that um, when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house. So these guys that started working six o'clock in the morning, they agreed, hey, I'm going to take that, that penny and I'm going to work for that penny and, and we agree on that. But this man right here, it, it says that he murmured against him. I mean, how many times do we find ourselves murmuring because something just doesn't suit us quite right? We, we tend to complain or tend to find the bad in things. Even if we know what we're expected to do and even if we know what's expected of us, we tend to find the, the bad things. You know, it, the way the world is today, the wages for the first workers weren't fair. It wasn't fair for the first workers if you look at the law of today. But the law of today is not God's law. God's law is completely different than the law of today. The farmer was giving grace to his workers. He was showing grace. And grace is something that, that when we get it, we don't deserve it. Nobody ever deserves grace. Grace is something that's given to you. The only thing not fair about grace is not for the person who's receiving the grace, but for the person who's giving it. And the person who gives it, nine times out of ten, and I'm sure there are circumstances, but the person who gives grace generally gives it out of love in their heart. They usually have a heart so big that they have so much love in their heart, they want to extend grace, and they want to be gracious towards somebody. Just because the landowner didn't seem fair to those workers, it didn't mean that he wasn't a good man. He was a good man. He gave the men all they needed to provide for their family. He gave them their reward for the day, their reward for working, their agreed upon reward. Uh, rewards are given out in heaven. Uh, if, if you look just before chapter 20, it does say that, that we do receive rewards in heaven. Uh, if you look in uh, chapter 19, verse 28, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath, hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. I don't know about y'all, but receiving a hundredfold as a reward, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, Titus, if I was to give you a dollar, you say, Clay, I'll trade you a dollar for a hundred dollar bill. Well, that'd, that'd be a good deal right there, wouldn't it? So we are told that there are rewards in heaven. But the rewards that we, that we receive in heaven aren't the same 
as the rewards that we receive on earth. The rewards that we receive on earth, earth are based on merit. It's what we've earned. When we go to work, we agree to work for a, a paycheck. You, you sign an agreement with your boss and you say, hey, I'm going to work for X amount of dollars an hour if you're hourly or if you're salary, you say you'll work for X amount of dollars a month or a year, whatever it may be, and you earn that. that that's the, the merit that you've earned. In heaven, we haven't earned anything. Everything's given to us. It's just given to us. It's handed to us because of grace. That's, that's, that's a good feeling, isn't it? When you know that you don't have to earn anything, you just have to accept the grace of Christ. We know that, um, that salvation is through faith and through the blood of Christ. But Jesus is telling us that the rewards in heaven uh, will far exceed everything that we have here on earth. Grace that's extended towards ourselves. So when we when we receive grace, when these when these men receive grace, when the men who were hired on at the eleventh hour, when they received that that penny, you know they only worked one hour for that penny, but when they receive it, they didn't necessarily deserve that whole penny, but but they they received that penny. The same can be said for us when we receive grace from God. We don't necessarily deserve the grace that God gives us. We, we don't deserve that. But He gives it to us because He loves us. If you think about the good things that happen to you, you know, think about getting a new job or, or something great happened in your family and you sit down to pray and you, you say, God, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for giving this to me. But God, I don't deserve it. You know what He would say? I know you don't. I, I know you don't deserve it. Well, God, why did you give that to me? Because I love you. That's why. That's why, Miss Debbie, because I love you. That's what God would say. If he just sit there and talk plain to you like I'm talking to you, that's what God would say. And we're so happy to receive that grace sometimes. But when we think about grace extended towards others, we're not always as happy when other people get grace. When other people receive that grace, we're not always as tickled about that. We might act like it. I know I'm guilty of acting like it. You know, somebody, something great happens to them, and I say, well, that's great. But on the inside, I'm thinking, man, I wish that, that would have happened to me. I, I wish I could have had that brand new truck, or I wish I, I could have had that promotion at work. But, but you, you, you put a front on, and, and you're nice about it. But we're not always as happy for other people when they when they receive grace. And that's what happened in this parable. The men who agreed on their wages to begin with got what was promised to them. They received what was promised to them. But they weren't happy for God showing up in somebody else's life, blessing them. You know, I, I told you all this story a while back. Um, and, and, you know, I, I tell myself when I get up here, but when I got fired from my last job... Uh, you know, I, I, I was, got interviewed for a position and I was the only internal candidate they interviewed for this position and they brought somebody else from outside the company and hired them over me. And every chance I got, I, I was not happy that that person, that God was showing that person grace. They didn't know what I knew. 
They weren't as good as I was. At least that's what I was thinking. But God was showing that person grace. And instead of me being happy for that person, instead of me really showing that person joy and love, I, I, every time I got a chance, I made them feel this big. And Quita, you know, you know exactly who I'm talking about and what I did. Uh, you know, I would make that person feel this big because I, I, she, she had never worked where I'd worked before, and I knew I knew the ropes, and, and and I would I would I would make her feel about that big, but I wasn't happy that she, something good was happening to her because I wanted it for myself. I was being selfish. I was being selfish, and I and I do I, I tell myself when I get up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let me find out where I was at. Hard to read my handwriting up here sometime. So God, when when God deals with us, when we're, when we're talking about grace, um, God is dealing with us according to who He is and not according to who we are and what we've done. You know, what we have through God is through God. It's not for what we've done on this world. It's not for, for the things that we have or the things that we've proven. Um, God's grace is through God. It's through Jesus. There's not an act that we could do that God would approve of. God approves of us being faithful. God approves of us accepting Christ. But there's nothing you can do, Brother Barry, to go out and gain God's approval. It's all through God's grace. Um, this, uh, this past week, and I told Titus this, this story, and I'm going to share it with you all. This past week while I was at work, uh, it was Friday, and it just so happens I was actually reading this portion of Scripture, and this is why I'm, I'm talking about this portion of Scripture tonight. But um, I was reading this portion of Scripture at work, and I was sitting in my truck, and it was towards the end of the day, and I had a... A man come up to me. He was working for me at my job, and he was installing sprinklers, sprinkler system. And he came up to me and was going to tell me, "Hey, I'm I'm gone for the day. I'm done." And uh, I was sitting there in my truck, and I had my Bible in my lap, and I was reading the Bible. And I just kind of closed my Bible like that, and started talking to him. He says, "Oh, he's a Hispanic guy." And he says, "Oh, you read the Bible?" And I said, "Yeah, I read the Bible." And he says, "Oh, that's good." He says, "You're blessed." I said, "Yeah, I'm blessed through Christ." I said, "It's awesome." I said, I'm blessed through Jesus. And I said, do you know Jesus? And he says, oh, he says, no, nah, Jesus, he don't want nothing to do with me. I said, why do you say that? He said, I've done too many bad things. I've done too many bad things. He said, Jesus, he don't want nothing to do with me. Right then and there, I told him, I said, I said, brother, I said, that's wrong. I said, Jesus will forgive anything that you've done. I said, anything that you've done, any wrong that you've committed, I said, he'll forgive you. I said, we can pray right now. And I said, we'll handle this. I said, we'll take care of this right now. And he says, no, no, no. He says, he says I don't know. And uh, I had some tracks in my truck, and I gave him a track and told him I'd pray for him. But isn't it such a good feeling to know that it doesn't matter what we do or, or the bad things that we've done, the things that we've thought, Christ is willing to forgive them. Through his grace, Christ is willing to forgive them. You know, grace sometimes takes us by surprise uh, because we're used to the law here on earth. The law doesn't take us by surprise. You do something, 
For every action, there's a reaction. You know, for everything that you do, something's going to happen, whether it be good or bad. If you break the law, you're going to go to jail. If you do something good uh, at work, you might get a, a bonus. You know, for, for everything that you do, there's an action. And, and grace is not, um, is not something that, that we can expect. It's not something that we can look out for. Grace is just something that, that God gives us because he loves us. Um, the love of God, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And so many people think about it in a way of the world. They, they think that they should, should have to earn God's love. Uh, they think that they should have to earn God's grace, earn God's salvation based on what they can do for him instead of what he's already done for us. Um, and I think that that boy, his name was Ivan, I think that's kind of the way he thought about things. He, he kind of thought of it as, as a contract, and, and he's in this contract with God. And he hasn't proven himself worthy to God. He hasn't proven that, that he can earn God's love and that he can earn God's grace and earn his salvation. That's already been taken care of for him. And people don't realize that it's already been taken care of. You know, when we think about love and we think about God's grace and we think about joy, it's not a very joyful life if you feel bound to some contract. If you feel bound, say that you, you, you've, you've got this thing made up in your mind that, that you have to, have to live a certain way and you have to walk a certain way and you have to pray a certain prayer in order to earn God's love and God's grace. Um, but you don't. All you have to do is accept Christ. Jesus already did the hard part. He already took care of the hard part. It's just accepting that Christ. It's not, it's not a binding contract that you have to, have to live a certain way. And people, I feel like that kind of runs people away from being a Christian sometimes. They, they, they think that way. For some reason, they think that they have to, they have to, you know, appease God. And, and, and we do try to appease God, but we don't try to, to please Him because of some contract that we're under. We try to please Him because we loved Him because He loved us first. He loved us enough to send His only begotten Son to the cross to have nails put in His hand. Be hung on that cross. To die for us. A terrible, awful death. And Jesus did die for us. And He was the perfect... He did it the perfect way. But He came back. Three days later, He came back. He rose from that grave. We're saved by grace... By grace through faith, and we're given righteousness through grace. And righteousness isn't something we earn either. It's like I told you know, Barry, there's nothing we can do to earn, to make God view us as being righteous. We're, we're all sinful. I know that if y'all knew my heart and y'all knew the things that I've done, um, <laughs> I don't know that y'all want to hang around me. Uh, I've, I've not been the best man. Um, I'm not proud of a lot of things that I've done. Some things I am, but, but there's some things I'm, I'm not proud of who I am. I'm not proud that I'm the way I am. 
uh, feel like I don't deserve to be here talking to y'all. But I will accept every bit of God's grace that he gives me, and I love him to death for it. I, I love him so much for the grace that he's given me. You know, joy comes from grace. You know, joy comes from knowing that there is no, prompt, no possible way to please God other than through faith. We've talk, uh, touched on that a little bit. But without faith, all you have is works, and works won't get you into heaven. Works won't satisfy God. Works won't fill that void in your life. Um, you know, Brother John, you were talking this morning about filling a, a void that other cultures, um, that they have other religions, that they try, they try to fill that void. I've got a guy that I worked with, and he'd been through some issues before, but he was in, um, in AA, and um, I talked to him a little bit about it. And he said that one of the things that a guy had told him in there before is he said that all the drugs, all the alcohol, all the bad things that they would get in, he said they were, it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole or a square peg in a God-shaped hole. And you can't fill a God hole with anything other than just God. You can't fill that void in your life with anything other than Jesus Jesus fulfilled all of our debt that we owe. Everything that we owed God, everything that, every way we've wronged God, Jesus fulfilled that for us on the cross. <clears throat> Through salvation, um, we receive Christ, um, but grace is, is not a binding contract that we have to be able, that, that we have to do good to receive. Grace is something that God gives us because he loves us. Just like the men in this parable. Those men who came to work the 11th hour received the same as the men who worked that first hour. That the, the farmer or the owner of the vineyard showed him grace. Same can be said with us through salvation through Christ. It doesn't matter when you decide to accept Christ. It doesn't matter how you decide to accept Christ. As long as you accept Christ as your Savior... You're going to receive that reward in heaven just like you would if you would have accepted him when you were 10 years old or when you were 90 years old. It's never too late to accept Christ as your Savior. Um, this is just a thought that was on my heart for this evening. Uh, again, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it, but um, this is something this past week with the young man. Uh, his name was Ivan. Uh, so when you all do pray uh, tonight, I ask that you pray for Ivan. I ask that that the Lord really convict his heart. Uh, I feel like the Lord was dealing with him. You know, his eyes started swelling up when he was talking to me about all the bad things that he had done. And um, I, I've, I've prayed for him several times, and I'll continue to pray for him. But I just ask that y'all pray for Ivan when y'all pray this evening. Uh, and if for some reason, if anybody here um, doesn't know the Lord, and I, I look out at all y'all here and... Um, <laughs> Y'all are like the all-stars of the church in here. I mean, I, we, we got all the... Y'all Y'all are here every Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Um, I don't know. I love y'all. I appreciate the opportunity to come up here and speak with y'all this evening. Um, Brother John, that's, that's all I got.
if you enjoyed that, say amen. I'm glad for grace. I'm happy about grace. That's what gives me joy, knowing that he loves me the way that he does. I don't deserve a thing other than hell, but thank God for grace. Can I get a witness right there? Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Sunday night, um, we need, we got a lot to pray about. We got a lot to pray about. We need to remember Brother Mike and Miss Teresa, our church, that God would be with us. Pray for Ivan, that God would uh, speak to his heart. You may be here tonight yourself, and you've never accepted Christ into your life. You've never let him in. Tonight could be that night that you call upon the name of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, please save me. Please forgive me and save me. Let's just find ourselves across these altars tonight. You do whatever God has bidden your heart about. Let's close this evening with ourselves at the prayer altar. Y'all come on. <laughs>